0: A packed are you ready to go this time tomorrow? We'll be on the road riding with you in the sunnier days. I wouldn't want it any other way.
1: Hello and welcome to episode one hundred and sixty-seven of the Corinne Ninja Podcast. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja, and this week on the show, I'm interviewing one of my beautiful clients, Tina, who's here to share her story. And I love Tina. Hi, Tina, if you're listening. Tina came to me for support back at the beginning of March 2020, when we were in the first stages of our lockdown here in Victoria. And she joined one of my online group programs that I was running then that was focused on whole food, plant-based eating, gut health, mindfulness. We had some great people come along and join us. Natalie Woodman joined, Robin Shooter. We had beautiful Amanda Lee Walker join us, guiding us through a inner child meditation. And we had Emily Sonzi join us for some positive psychology. It was a really fun few weeks uh, back at the start of 2020 which I really loved and Tina came along wanting to learn more about whole food plant-based eating and just having some accountability and support on her own journey and she did really well in that program but then Wanted to work a bit deeper with me on her on her health, specifically on her confidence. And she decided to join me to work one-on-one in September of last year. This was after I'd completed my training in neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis and timeline therapy, which is a trademark of Tad James. And also while I was doing my Reiki mastership. So these modalities have all been things I've been wanting to add into my health coaching toolkit because I trained as a health coach through IIN and that was wonderful. I really enjoyed that training. And then I also did the T. Colin Campbell plant-based nutrition certification training through eCornell. If you've been listening for a long time, you know I have a background in social work as well. So I was using all these modalities, but I also wanted to add some tools to my toolkit that focused on spirituality. So that's why I incorporated Reiki. And I also wanted to add in some really powerful tools such as hypnotherapy and timeline therapy and NLP. And NLP was designed uh, by people who were looking at psychotherapy and trying to find the psychotherapy practitioners who were getting the biggest and best results for their clients and then to model what they were doing to get those results and create a whole new field based off their findings and that became neurolinguistic programming or NLP. So they went across all of America and studied studied these people who were getting great outcomes for their for their clients as psychotherapists and then went and modeled that and designed and developed NLP based on what they learned. So NLP is great at getting really powerful profound change rapidly for people, which is why I wanted to learn it because I've done a lot of counseling in my work and in my life personally and I really found that talk therapy got me a long way and I think it's really, really beneficial, but I wanted extra stuff because I, for me, life's short and I want to get the results quickly, <laughs> quickly, not with not with spiritual bypassing, but just with, with techniques and tools and strategies that work and are proven to work time and time again. That's why I was drawn to NLP because I want kind of fast results because I... I've had a lot of life taken up by illness and chronic disease myself with my multiple sclerosis and all of that stuff. And I just thought, you know, for me, I want to live every last moment of life and not be tangled up with limiting beliefs and thoughts and things that were preventing me from living my best, biggest life. That's how I came here. I love this work and it has been the absolute best thing I ever did for my clients because all I want in my life is to help people to enjoy life more, to get the most out of their soul's journey, to love themselves more, to experience life in the fullness that they would like to experience it. That is my cup of tea. I'm here for this podcast and I'm here to do this work because I've suffered and I've watched people that I love suffer and if i can do anything to be of service to help people suffer less to help them feel more joy to help them heal and feel whole even when even when the world around them is crumbling and we're in a pandemic and things are frightening and uncertain at times i just love being with people and holding a lantern up if they feel like they're in the darkness i like to be that lantern holder i like to be someone who brings lightness but doesn't dismiss that there's darkness, that there's both and that we can be whole even when we're in the depths of darkness and despair. We're still whole and worthy and incredible. So that's the person that I hope to be and grow and share with you all is someone who that's my goal, that's my goal. So Tina, she has had such an incredible journey and obviously she's only going to share the parts because this, that's a private, you know, it's a private session. So she has been so, I'm so grateful that she was brave enough to come on this show and share her journey. However, she's not going to share it at all because some of it is very personal that is just, that's just for her, but she's sharing a lot with us today about her mental health, about her life, about the process of of, of doing this deep work, doing this deeper work. Because when I'm working with people who wanting to improve their health or lose weight, I would always find that there's a bigger underlying cause of their emotional eating. You know, there's a, a God-shaped hole in their hearts. You know, there's a monstrous demigorgon of negative emotions demigorgons like from stranger things so sorry that's a bit of a random reference but a monster within them that's all of the shame and hurt and sadness that's within them that with hypnosis and timeline therapy we can unravel and expose and release and let go of and that makes all the decisions about food so much easier because we're not running on fight-or-flight stress hormones and making decisions based on our biology telling us that we're in a state of stress and we need to have all the calories to to slay this demon, this dragon. But the demon is within us. It's not an external dinosaur or a saber-toothed tiger. It's, it's often within us. We're the demon. The demon is all the old shit from our life and old trauma and hurt and anger and sadness. And when we slay that with hypnosis, it's—it's it's not nearly as terrifying. It's like a paper-toothed tiger that you, when you look under the bed, at this monster that you've been running from your whole life, and realize that it's just a, a cute little character from, you know children's cartoon. It's nothing to be frightened of and it's carrying so much wisdom and gifts and it just wants to teach you some really profound lessons about who you are and why you're here. And Tina was so open to this journey, coming on this journey with me. It's a journey that's not for the faint of heart, but it it actually, it's so positive and uplifting. And it has such profound life-changing results for everyone who has gone through the process before. And the process that is my favourite is called a breakthrough, which is kind of like a combination of everything. So it's a combination of hypnosis, timeline therapy, Reiki, neurolinguistic programming, but I also combine it with plant-based nutrition. But very briefly, because food sorts itself out when you're feeling whole from the inside and you You've untangled that kind of emotional mess and those beliefs that have been keeping you stuck. The food tends to naturally resolve itself. Tina came on for confidence, but her health was also a factor. And so we worked together and we got some incredible results. So she is here to share her story about how the process felt for her, what happened during the process, how her life's changed, all of those things just so that you can get a bit of an understanding about what I am doing now, what I'm offering now. And if you're interested, feel free. My website is in desperate need of an upgrade. So that's going to be the next month's, month or two's plans. So if you're wanting to learn more or to work with me, the easiest way is to email me at the website and just ask to book a book 30 minute call. So we can just talk about the area you feel like you need some support with. I'm offering breakthroughs in weight loss. I'm offering them in confidence and self-esteem. I'm offering them for anxiety, stress reduction. I'm really excited. So email me over at the website or message me on Facebook or Instagram and we can book a chat. I, I just, I do a discovery call that's about 30 minutes, but I always tend to talk for about an hour on those calls. So yeah, Feel free to message me if you want to learn more, if you have a phobia or anything like that. It's great for that as well. So I hope to hear from some of you and I will stop talking now and let Tina do the talking. All right. Bye. Hello, Tina, and welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It was such a hot day today. I was out in the sun all day at a party. So I'm a bit melted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I stayed inside.
1: You stayed inside? Oh, yeah. good plan. Good plan. So, Tina, we've known each other for a while now because you came along to do an online program with me
0: yes. a year ago. In, oh, I think it was about May, maybe? May. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you
1: could be right. I think I did it in lockdown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was the, your first lockdown one, I
1: think. Yes.
0: Yeah, that program. I
1: remember. And your sister did it too. Then did she or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah she did. Yes, yeah. I remember. And we did that online work together. And then once I did the diploma in hypnotherapy, you kind of signed up to do another round in person, which was really exciting because we didn't in the group work. You don't get to work intensely. with someone one-on-one so I was excited to do that work how did you feel
0: I was super excited I think I needed something like kind of a kick up the backside so to speak yeah and I don't think like the group stuff was great but I think I needed more yeah and it was great that you did one-on-one and had the breakthrough sessions and
1: yeah did you know what you were getting into
0: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) definitely not but I was open to it. Yeah. I was definitely willing and open to giving anything a go at that point.
1: Yeah. So what made you, like, What? what's your backstory? Like, how did you get to wanting to, you know, go whole food plant-based and to then go on a hypnosis NLP journey with me?
0: <laughs> well, I've had quite a massive backstory. Like, when I was younger, my I grew up eating junk food. Like, it wasn't a good upbringing so to speak I was a dancer I have sexual trauma in my past there's just been a lot of oh there's a bit of bullying there's been a lot of traumas so to speak growing up and as I've grown and learnt I started counselling I think when I was 22 I'm 27 now and which was great like counselling was great but it it kind of made me think of the problems but I don't know, it was very much focused on my problems and brought me down a lot. Like, I think, like, counselling has a place. Yeah, for sure. But it wasn't what I needed because it kind of kept me in that place. And it wasn't until I got, I aged out of youth, like the youth services, counselling services, and it wasn't until then I kind of had to build that resilience on my own Mm. with my mental health and... Because, I mean, I've had mental health problems for years, so, like, yeah, I think that was almost a positive because I was kind of forced to face reality that there's not going to be someone around forever to chat to and talk to. But, I don't know, I I definitely grew in that time with boundaries and having being diagnosed with borderline personality. Everyone knows with borderline there's attachment issues, and there's kind of, I don't know, I got very attached to my therapist. So it was good leaving her because it kind of made me realize how attached I was.
1: I know from my social work background with people with borderline personality disorder. Is that what it's called yeah. today?
0: Yeah, it's not a very nice name, but
1: <laughs> I know it's not. A, it's not the funnest. There's a lot of stigma around that yeah. mental health diagnosis.
0: I had a lot of stigma because I went into hospital for mental health twice, and I had a lot of problems with the nurses and the doctors there because I was. I had that label. They wouldn't treat me like a human being. People with borderline are treated as attention seekers. For the like self harm, they're they're quite impulsive. I'm personally not like I mean I've self harmed, but I'm not extremely impulsive. But uh, it's to do also with like the rapid mood swings. Like one minute you're happy, the next minute you're having a big breakdown. Like, <laughs> but in the hospital they just I don't know. Went my experience. I know some people have a great experience, but my experience, I was not treat like they didn't look after me they didn't want to deal with me so which was a bit i mean it was upsetting like i did tell the hospital that they didn't treat me right but it also was good because i haven't been back because i got nothing from it and it's actually made me a stronger person so (laughs) there's always a good in it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 interesting because like that's a, a horrible thing to experience what you went through sounds awful and it is something my you know, my background as a social worker when I work in hospital and clients with borderline personality disorder would come in this many of the staff would comment like oh gosh you know and and like the stigma was very real I would notice it all the time and it's it's so unfair because each person's an individual and each person yeah. comes in and, and, and most people with that diagnosis, according to the literature, have that diagnosis because they've received trauma.
0: Yeah, it's a response it's to trauma. It's a response trauma.
1: to trauma. So it seems pretty unkind that you would be unkind to someone who yeah is acting out of a response to tr- being highly traumatized.
0: Yeah, which is quite sad, but...
1: It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking.
0: But you can't change other people. I mean, it motivated me to be like, I'm going to fix myself and I'm not going to have the label. Like, yeah, it really made me aware of, like, my mood swings and it put me in the right direction, I think, of actually wanting to, like, being motivated to do something about it.
1: Yeah. You know me, Tina, and you know I'm someone who loves when, People go into the mud and the horrible places and find the gold yeah. nuggets. And I'm so glad that that did have that because for many people that that experience would have destroyed them, would have been soul destroying, yeah. would have been made things much worse. So for you to come out of that and be like, all right, that's not an option, I... And it's interesting because it's so similar to the guests on this show where we're like, the mainstream way of dealing with this is awful. Yeah. I have to figure out something else. Yeah.
0: And it was just good that I decided on, like, doing something better instead of doing something worse with my life, like, to turn it around rather than to turn it the other way.
1: Absolutely. And and to people who don't know much about borderline, and you have told us a bit, like, how was it impacting your life?
0: Um, so I have actually had it a lot longer than what I was diagnosed I started self-harming I think it was about 15 years ago actually so when I was about 13 which it wasn't it wasn't noticed then and I've just lived my life in long sleeves and I think that's another misconception about borderline is they want people, to react and respond to things they do, whereas, like a lot of people who have borderline, actually because they're seen as attention seekers, but a lot of people who have borderline do self harm and they do cover up. It's not always like it's a cry for help, but it's also shameful.
1: Yeah, and how did that feel like when you were a teenager? When you're a ba- you're a baby at thirteen. How did, not to dismiss your real feelings as a 13-year-old, because I remember my feelings being really real at 13, but you're, I remember myself, you're, you know, in you, many, most people when you're a teenager, you're hyper-focused on yourself and what people think of you and wanting to fit in and wanting to belong. How, and then you have this self-harming tendency and this, you know, wanting to cover up in this shame, it must have been massive to go through that as a adolescence.
0: It was because I was still dancing up until that point, and I think that was my breaking point where I quit dance. I had a, I still remember the day clearly where I first self harmed, and I quit dancing all in the same day, like. And my parents still wanted me to dance, so they were quite forceful. But they didn't understand or didn't know what was going on, so it's not their fault. But it like it just felt like my world was crashing down at that point. And it went on for like it went on for years. The hiding and the self harm and it wasn't until two thousand fifteen I actually wore short sleeves for the first time.
1: And and, and that's a long time to be Yeah. Hot. And hidden suffering
0: in the heat. (laughs)
1: Suffering in the heat. Oh, it's 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 a lot, and and I imagine that in your friendships and your relationships and your in every aspect of your life, this would be a massive heaviness to carry
0: carry around with you. Yeah, I think I got used to not showing skin. It just became who I was until I got cornered in 2015, and people questioned why I always wore long sleeves, which was quite also confronting. I cried when they asked me, and I told them. And people always just assume like, like, I don't know, they always think I'm the bubbly person. Like, I've always been the bubbly girl, and they were shocked when I said that's why I always wore short sleeves, I mean, long sleeves. like.
1: And it's interesting, and our, Tina and I've already talked about this, but we both are nervous laughers. We're both, <laughs> we are. We're both nervous laugh. and G's editing out our laughs because our laughs can be irritating <laughs> to listeners. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we're both nervous laugh. Don't edit out these laughs. But we're both nervous laughers. And when you're talking about that, that showing off and people saying you're the bubbly person, it is. Often a defence, you know, a defence for people. Like Robin Williams was a a comedian, and he committed suicide. It's, it's. I think it's important for people to realise more and more that sometimes people, you know, that's that tears of a clown. You know, there's yeah. The people that can, that can look the bubbliest and the happiest it doesn't necessarily equate to being internally happy and confident and feeling yeah. on top of the world when you're laughing.
0: Yeah, I've been through many, many therapy sessions where I'm sitting there laughing while I'm talking about wanting to kill myself, which sounds really horrible, but it was just my way of coping and almost making light of my pain because I, I didn't like feeling it at all. So it's how I deal with things, and I think how a lot of people deal with things too. It's
1: it's a front. It's a front that we wear, a mask that we wear, a yeah. mask a mask that you know you've worn. It's a self self preservation because for many people that I know and myself, and we've had you know these conversations. But you're you're the thought of the opposite of of letting it all out and being authentic. It's, it's frightening right yeah 100 <laughs> percent.
0: i'm getting better at it i'm definitely a lot better than i used to be
1: yeah
0: but it's still like the nervous laugh still pops up and the the comfort of laughing about things and laughing off things is still there and it will i think will always be there but i'm definitely allowing emotions to come out now <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad
1: i'm very glad i'm very glad I'm very glad that you're doing that, and I think it's 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 so healthy. And one thing that I find hard, a diff, not hard, one thing that I find difficult is that people kind of there's this. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Reiki practitioner. There is this thing about people who go into doing these neurolinguistic programming and this this positivity, this light work as energy healer, that it's all love and light, and dismisses the other emotions that are unpleasant. And for me, it's never about that because I think that we we need those, all those emotions are really equally important and equally have so much to teach us. And so I don't believe in like sucking down your sadness and your anger and your fear and your hurts and your shame. I I, I really believe in feeling it and feeling it feeling it safely in a in a way that's nurturing and enlightening rather than in a way that's sucking it down and creating a big monster inside you.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely love how the program kind of... I love the timeline therapy we did because it kind of got me back into a situation where I felt scared or I felt hurt and then I can in the future those emotions come up and I still feel them but I don't hang on to them and they're nowhere near as intense and I'm able to be more aware and just look at the light in every situation like there's there's always a light in every situation always a learning and a gift and you always learn something positive even if it's a really negative experience you always learn something positive from it
1: yeah it's my favorite part of the of the whole, all the work that I, I, I I really, you've never had a Reiki from me, but I really love Reiki because it's just like a bath in love, but timeline therapy and people who are listening probably don't know anything about it. It was invented by Tad James and he, it's his copyright, so I don't own that name. It's his technique and it's a form of hypnotherapy that um, is focused on processing and releasing stuck old negative emotions the ones that we call negative how would you describe it because i know it from my experience but i don't want to sound like i'm selling it but how was it for you doing timeline if you've just said a bit of it but like how did you feel what were your first thoughts when i said we're gonna release <laughs> anger sadness, fear, hurt guilt and shame <laughs> did you think oh my gosh i was gosh.
0: quite nervous because you kind of you think those you're gonna feel that forever like every situation you've been through you're like oh i've lived with those emotions forever thinking about those times and you don't think anything's going to change it. And then if you, if you go into it with an open mind and once we started to do it after the first one, I was like, wow, like I was mind blown, like, because it just felt like a complete weight had lifted by releasing those emotions. I
1: just absolutely love it. I absolutely love it too because you don't. I always call it like a demi gorgon of stuff that you haven't had time because school happens, life happens. You just have one trauma after another in your life, and you and by trauma it can be big things like sexual abuse, which is obviously awful and one of the biggest ones you can imagine. But things that can be traumatic can be small things they can be that you didn't get into the uni that you wanted or you didn't get the job that you wanted or that you were rejected by a person that you're interested in or a friend or it can be that there's a outburst with a family member or it can be so many different it can be minor you know it can be things that seem minor to one person but to you it's a lot it's a lot and so like you say you can't you can't you don't really notice that you're as Similar to when you have a mental health problem or a chronic illness, it starts, you kind of accumulate these negative emotions small, like they, they just happen along the way. And you just get used to, if you're thinking of it like sickness, you get used to the constipation and the weight gain and the tiredness and the fatigue. And same with this kind of negative emotions, you get used to carrying around just feeling a bit, ugh, all the time. And you just think that's life, right?
0: It becomes normal. It just becomes who you are and you don't think you can get out of it.
1: Yeah, you think you're carrying it around and it was interesting because when you had your first session, I saw and often when we do this work we say take a photo at the start and at the end. And at the start you're pale and kind of greyer in your tone, in in your tonus of your skin. And then at the end of doing all that, which is a few sessions, it wasn't like it was done in a day, But you just lifted. You could feel like the weight of – literally the weight of the world was off your shoulders.
0: Yeah. I felt so different and it was so good to finally get that weight lifted. And it's still great now because you never forget your learnings and you never forget the gifts that those emotions and those situations have given you. So it's been wonderful to go through the journey with you to – release it all absolutely so when we're talking about the
1: positive learnings in the process Tina do you want to kind of do you want to give what how it was for you like when you were going through it how would you describe what you actually do when you do timeline therapy
0: so for me it was we went back to an event or a trauma or just something that kind of related to or what memory what do you call it the emotion that's with the memory,
1: yeah. So we go back to the very first one, the very first, yeah, the first time you ever experienced anger that you can remember. The first time you experienced sadness. The very first one that you can remember when we're talking about that emotion. When was the first one that you think about? Yeah, in your past.
0: Yeah. So you go back to there and you look. Was it you look from above, mm-hmm. and then you kind of notice it. You notice it and then you kind of dive into it and you feel that emotion when you first start. But when you're sitting in it and you're looking for all the positive learnings around it, you start to notice like you start to see what you have learned in the I don't want to say negative situation, not so great situation. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's not a, like, I mean, it's not a great situation, but I wouldn't label it negative because you get so many gifts out of it. So
1: <laughs> Exactly. And that's the thing that the best thing I think is that you can go back to a memory that perhaps previously all you could see was negatives in that event. Yeah. And because you're, now, if you're listening and you're thinking that sounds re-traumatising, <laughs> Yes because it's in a mild hypnotic trance and because you don't you don't you're not actually in the event until you've gotten all the learning so you're up very high looking down in a visualization hypnotic trance so it's very peaceful very gentle it's not meant to traumatize you and so once if it if it does start to make the person the client feel like they're associating into that experience, into that painful memory, or the hurt, or whatever that emotion that they're that they're going through at the time, we immediately get them to go higher and further back and bring them into more of a calm space with hypnosis. So it's much gentler than you might imagine, because it may seem like, gosh, that sounds really hard to go through, but you're being guided really gently with. And in the process, so it's not – you're not meant to be putting yourself back into that experience and until you're ready to and ready to – once you've released and learned everything you need to get out of that lesson, out of that event.
0: I I remember when we did it, there was a – I think there was one or two events where I just got stuck in it and you brought me back out and then I could continue doing and finding the learnings in those events. Like, yeah. I rem- everyone
1: does it. Everyone does it. Like you, Because our normal way of dealing with trauma and the way that we're kind of taught to process our things is to just cycle over the event in our conscious mind and our critical faculty – with our critical mind just reflecting on it over and over again, it's it's such a default setting to go, I'm going to go right down into it and have the horrible experience all over again and remember all the bad things. And it's just, and you can, you can go right back and experience it again and again and again. And often we do, people who are grieving, you know, grieving your family member or a loss, we just cycle that memory and that trauma and sadness and loss over and over again that hurt or whatever it is that relationship breakup or whatever it is but this isn't this isn't meant to be like that so it is easy but clients often have to be kind of we're relearning how to process these emotions rather than just thinking overthinking and going into them and reliving them over and over again it's about going to a higher place and and get getting the lessons yeah so I loved your lessons and everyone thinks they're not going to get anything good out of these horrible things because you've lived through some pretty tricky, people would say, unbearably hard, difficult things that you have lived through. I don't expect you to share them here, but I bet at the beginning you're thinking, how can I ever find good in these really traumatic experiences?
0: Yeah, I think I was... I was open but also there was still some of that negativity of like can you find anything positive in those experiences but I think I think after the first session I knew it was possible once we started releasing and you taught me the timeline therapy and how to do it and I think as as the sessions went on it it became Easier because I knew what I was doing, but also depending on the emotion, it also kind of tripped me up sometimes.
1: It can, and it's different for everyone because some people have a lot of guilt, and often I'm surprised about like what people are. Sometimes I might you don't not that I like to assume, but you can go in and think, oh, this person's going to have a ton of shame, but it's not shame; it's hurt or it's guilt or it's something else that really is 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 blocking them and 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 keeping them really small and stuck and that, that's the hardest one for them to release is one that you might think why would you even bother with that emotion why would you even worry about that but it's massive for different people
0: yeah i loved how we we went through a lot of different emotions we did guilt shame hurt fear like we kind of went through think shame and guilt were two of my biggest but all those ones underneath kind of also built like built up that shame and guilt like everything's kind of connected still so it was good to release everything
1: Mm, mm, mm. and we do them in a specific order because they kind of they all like anger we do first we don't want you out there having wild outbursts of rage because you've let go of another emotion and now there's more space for this anger to take up does that make sense yeah so we release that first and we release sadness and anger always together and on the same in the same session because if we release anger and leave sadness then and you are someone who's suicidal and there's there's no anger then you can you are much more likely to self-harm or hurt yourself or those kinds of things, we really want to do anger and sadness at the same time because they're the ones that are most dangerous if they're unmanaged and unsupported.
0: Makes total sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess one of the reasons why, main reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because this is a health problem and why I wanted to do this work with my clients was because as a health coach, when you have all of this carrying around this sack, you're constantly in fight or flight mode because you're running on trauma responses. And and then when people say, oh, you know, by the way, you want to lose weight, let's just starve yourself and, and deprive yourself of all the things that you like. And when you're trying to do a whole food plant-based diet, even though you don't have to starve, it's a massive change for most people and when you are got this big hole in your heart that's full of monsters that you've been trying to hide from the world in the forms of all these negative emotions, it's almost impossible for people to make long-term change to their health because they're just trying to keep this monster at bay and if they've got a biscuit around, they're going to have that for a little bit of joy because the joy within them's buried beneath a whole pile of ugliness.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think I noticed and you noticed too, and so did my sister. Um, she kind of came on the journey kind of on the side. She kind of tagged along, but as we did the releasing and the work together, my food changed completely, and it wasn't hard. It wasn't a focus or anything, but it—I just fueled myself so much better because I was feeling better, and then food made me feel better. So of course, I'm going to keep going with it.
1: Yeah, that's the best. Was when you were doing your food diary at the start, your food diary was it was rubbish.
0: <laughs> What's
1: a great. <laughs> I remember you you wrote in there that you were eating the caramello koalas. And, yeah. and I just remember thinking, gosh, I would have loved to eat. I used to love caramello koalas. So I was reading it thinking, like, oh, part of me was kind of like, good for you living your best life. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and also the health coach part of me was thinking, oh, gosh, that's a lot of caramello koalas for your little body. <laughs> but. We were talking about, because we do your mood when you do your food diary, you note down what your emotions you're feeling when you're eating and you could see that the choices that you made were directly correlating with your anxiety, your overwhelm, your unhappiness, your sadness, your whatever it was that was going on with you. And then only, what, a week later, we continued like doing it and you'd been doing the process and doing timeline therapy and Your food choices. They're
0: completely different.
1: Yeah, and we hadn't even been talking about food. We weren't just putting a food diary in, but we didn't do any work on food. We weren't going into it at all. They just naturally changed. You were eating rice paper rolls and stir fry. and I tried
0: them for the first time. (laughs) I'd never had rice paper rolls until, (laughs) and I loved them. (laughs)
1: now you love them and all of your emotions were like happy joyful and when you did get overwhelmed your choices were still like two times and they were really legitimate reasons I think one was you having a knee appointment a needle in your knee that day and you were anxious or overwhelmed or whatever and and you still made a good food choice
0: I think it because I didn't want to I don't know. You don't. Once you're going well and you're feeling great, you don't want it to change. So of course you're gonna like keep making good choices because you feel so great and you have so much more. En- like I have so much more energy now compared to what I used to, and it's just I just love it.
1: And it's awesome because what I think people seem to think that oh is it is it a is it a quick. F- fix? Is it too good to be true? Does it wear off? And that's one of the reasons why I keep checking in with you because it's been months now and you still seem, and I I do believe that for me as well and most of my other clients, it doesn't leave because you can't undo it.
0: Yeah, 100%. It
1: can't wear off.
0: I mean, I still eat a lot of peanut butter because that's like my favorite thing, but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's everyone's. <laughs> grip it's everyone's lost. <laughs> I'll have to do a different. I'll have a different thing to do for you for that. I'll, I'll, I'll book you back in for a session to get rid of your peanut By the way,
0: sounds good.
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, it continues, right?
0: Yeah, and it's. It just becomes natural. Like I didn't. I don't like. Still don't miss the junk food and like chocolate. I used to be obsessed with chocolate. Like I don't miss that at all. Because I feel so good and I feel full enough and whole enough eating whole foods.
1: Like. Yeah. So backtracking just a little bit, we're talking about your health because Tina basically came for confidence, yeah? Yeah. For confidence. And so just to answer my question, confidence, how do you feel confidence-wise now?
0: I am so much more confident. I can go out, wear short sleeves, like which is something like, I'd only wear t-shirts at home and then I'd go out still like even now I'd not now now but like before I'd go out and still wear jumpers even though I've been wearing short sleeves since 2015 but it still was a bother outside in public but now I could go out wear short sleeves and feel fine like life-changing really
1: yes because at the beginning one of the, my favorite part of your journey is at the beginning you were working yeah and you were working in a school working in a primary school yeah and and you had no belief that you would ever be able to to study and be the teacher that you wished that you could be right
0: yeah 100 well I didn't to be honest I got my job in the school and it was the most beautiful school and I love the teachers there they're gorgeous but I don't know I'd always worked with kids and I love working with kids but it never crossed my mind to be a teacher for some reason but then once I once I got to my job and then was surrounded by all the teachers and I was like that's something I could totally pursue like it's working with kids. It's so, like, it wasn't something I'd always want to do. Like, I've always wanted to work with kids, but I didn't know what kind of setting.
1: Yeah. Okay. And now?
0: I got into uni yeah. and I'm moving up to New South Wales next week. Oh. <laughs> well, I... technically this week. <laughs> technically this week. So you're going to study to be a teacher? Yeah. Primary and early childhood. So.
1: Oh, it just makes me so happy. It makes me so happy that you're going after your dreams. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. So excited for you. I'm so happy. And I I love that it was such a – because when you began, you had low confidence in so many areas, in your relationships, in education, in all these different areas, and – I know that you had so many things you would like to do, like hike more and do these things, but there was health barriers and yeah, so many mental blocks in the way as well. And and at the end, you were planning because we you did your smart goals at the end.
0: Yeah, like the cathedral ranges, like all these hikes, and I don't think I put uni in my smart goals in the end, but I think I had my a certificate that I. I completed, like the end of year I completed. But I never had uni in
1: there. Yeah, you didn't. Which I should have put in. <laughs> so it's bigger. So we have to do new goals for you because you did have – you were finishing off your certificate and you did that. You finished it off. So you put it in your in your timeline and you did it.
0: Yep, take
1: it off. Yeah. That's one of the best parts about the SMART goals is because everyone kind of heard of SMART goals, but when we combine them with timeline therapy, so you're actually putting goals into your future in hypnosis – it kind of puts those goals on steroids because you're you're putting them into your unconscious mind in a really real way that it believes is happening and is true, so it's incredible. I put in this goal that I thought was ridiculous last year that I was going to pay off this personal loan I had for study that I'd done and I literally put in the date, did hypnosis on myself and then – when i looked at the date i thought oh, i cannot make it by that date and i crossed out the number and put the date an extra year gave myself an extra year cuz i thought i can that's 12 months there's no way i can do that in that time frame i'm being unrealistic but my unconscious mind had literally said it's happening then and I paid it all off by that exact date, that exact date I paid it all off i couldn't believe it i even though I'm an nLP coach and I'm, <laughs> I should be the first person to believe it i was I was still skeptical, and then it happened, and I thought, geez, like that's pretty amazing it's, it's
0: so mind blowing like how it works, like with your unconscious mind it's just amazing
1: it's amazing, <laughs> and people don't really understand like, this is the this this unconscious mind's kind of this thing that kind of gets thrown around the subconscious unconscious mind, but it's running this show. It stores our memories. It's how we breathe. It's it, it's looking after us all the time. It takes care of our health. It, you know, heals our, it heals us. Like it is so wise and knowing and, you know, beyond what we can comprehend. And when we tell it what it, what we want, and we tell it like we mean it and we believe it and like it's happening right now in this moment and we use the language that is as if it's now, it, it just gives us what we want. Like it is a wish granter, even though all of those people think all that vision board stuff and all that affirmations is woo-woo. When you do it correctly, it's the most powerful thing I've ever seen. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. It's incredible. It's incredible. I my teacher and I know I've mentioned this on the show, but she she said once, "Whatever you think you are, you're so much more than that. So much more than you can comprehend. And whatever you think that might be, you're more than that again." You know, like you're we don't even understand how powerful and how incredible we are and we don't understand it whatever we think we don't understand it's so much more that we don't understand <laughs> about how in- just beyond amazing we are when we put our actual full mind body spirit unconscious mind conscious mind all on the job together working towards what we want our dreams and we have that the the, the conscious mind and the unconscious mind working together as a whole, and you can't really have it as a whole if you don't get rid of that that those negative emotions. Like you just cannot try and achieve these massive, massive goals with just the logical, reasonable part of it that. Writes list the list writer can't do it all because it has to. It's not getting anything past the gatekeeper, and the gatekeeper is the unconscious mind, and it's saying, "Uh, uh, uh, you got all this shit down here. You're you're just a, you're just a bad human. <laughs> you're just." <laughs> You're not great. So then you don't get the things that you want to go after because even if you write all the lists and say, I'm going to lose X amount of kilos by this date and I'm going to be going to uni and all these things, if your unconscious mind thinks, ah, 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 other people can but not you, you've got all this yuck monster demigorgon inside you that doesn't think that you're good that you're holding on to, how are you ever going to get those things?
0: You're not unless you release it.
1: Yeah. And then we beat ourselves up because we think, oh, why? Everyone else is getting these things. I'm not getting these things. I must be dumb. And then we make that monster even stronger because we shame ourselves and we hurt ourselves with our, you're hopeless. Look at you. You failed at that diet again. You've done this thing and you're just hopeless. And it just goes round and round reinforcing all the dark, hideous stuff in our chests yeah but your health back up back to that your health because you had really painful knees and I'm not saying that they're fixed by any means I'm not planning to claiming to have cured your knees but that was a big part of this as this journey as well yeah and getting you healthier so it's exciting for me to see that the health stuff it's it's a slow burn because when we've been carrying excess weight for a long time and we've been eating certain foods for a long time it it can be you're turning around a big ship and it's it's hard to turn that fast but because you're eating so much healthier I'm just so positive that all of those things are going to become part of your future so how are things feeling for you now?
0: They're so much better like I noticed quite almost week one that the inflammation although I just had A really quite painful injection in my knee which probably was a bad time to get it but (laughs) yeah 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 because I didn't know what I was getting myself into so (laughs) but I I have noticed still that the inflammation and it's all to do with the food 100% because now I don't eat foods that cause the inflammation and because I'm losing weight and everything's kind of going in the right direction I'm able to do more hiking and I'm able to move better and, I don't know, things are just improving and I'm very optimistic that they're going to keep improving.
1: I'm, I'm 100% because you know that you can reach out to me and we can. Yeah. We can fix it, tweak anything that needs tweaking along the way. For sure, for sure. And so how did you find the hypnosis? Because the hypnosis is, a, is different again to timeline therapy. Did you enjoy the hypnosis?
0: I love the hypnosis and I love the um the visual one you gave me like the visualization one I still do that one every morning and I absolutely love it not getting old either
1: Now if you're listening and you want a copy of that I recorded that for Tina and then I decided just to it wasn't it wasn't personalized so I decided that I would just gift that to people so if you're listening and you're thinking oh it's a how would you describe it it's a guided Visual. Visual hypnosis about meeting your future self, your highest self, the best you, and having a chat with her about how she got to where she is. Yep.
0: Yeah, hip nail on the hip.
1: Yeah. So it's it's for women. So, I mean, I don't know. If, don't you go on hypnosis if you're a guy and try and do it? <laughs> It may not work as well. Yeah, it's for women. So if you are listening and you want a copy of that, I can. You can just message me on my Facebook page or email on my website. Just message me and say, can you send me a copy of that? And I will hook you up because it's, it's, everyone's loved that one.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I've got my sister to do it quite a few times and she's loved it too.
1: I'm so glad you like it and you inspired me to do that because it is, it's a nice, it's a nice, process to go through
0: yeah and i love that you visualize where you want to be like and where you're gonna get to like because there's no limit on where you can go well unless you want to be like you know i'm a i want to be a giraffe or something then there's maybe a limit on that <laughs> but <laughs>
1: a giraffe i love that
0: <laughs> i was I... like elephant giraffe <laughs> <sighs>
1: I love that. I love that. Yeah, there is no limit. And I think we put lots of limits on ourselves. And when you do that meditation, you're like, far out. Like, why am I saying I just want to have a, a house in the, t- the small two-bedroom unit? I could be having a bigger house or I could be traveling Now, like, when COVID restrictions ease, obviously. Whatever you <laughs> want to do, like it's it's so yeah. awesome to be able to try it. Because you might try it and not think, actually, I don't change it for next time you go through it and think actually I want something better or different or
0: yeah you're not stuck visualizing yourself as the same thing too like if your mood changes because I was seeing myself as one certain person and then another week I was like oh but maybe I want to be like this like so you can you don't have to stay the same with it it's all up to you it generally stays the same for me, like how I see myself. But there's just a few like tweaks. I tend to <laughs> like a few muscles or like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Has there been what was the most like oh moment for you that you were like I never thought that about me. Like I could that I could that I could hope for that that before this process that you after the process you were thinking shit now I have this whole idea about who I can be. Is there like a big mind blowing shift in you? Like, did you, what was the thing that you're like, whoa, I just didn't expect that that would come out of this?
0: I think the um, releasing of self doubt, I think that was my biggest kind of enemy. And once we released it, it kind of has just made everything possible. And I'm not scared. Like, I'm confident and I'm not scared to try new things. In the past, I'd be scared about going to uni and, like, you know, all this new, even moving to New South Wales, like a completely different state away from family. Like, that's something huge, but I'm not scared. I'm excited and I'm confident about my actions and where I'm going. So, yeah, I think think the self-doubt was... The mind blowing release. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that was the last one. That was the last one we did. And you just, you were literally like beaming by the end. Yeah. Of that.
0: I felt a massive weight lifted.
1: Oh, I'm so happy for you. And I'm so glad that you came on the show and just shared a bit of what's going on for you and what it was like for you because I haven't really talked about it, explained the process here because it's, it's like a breakthrough can be in any area you want. It can be in romance or relationships, it can be in sexuality, it can be in fitness and health, it can be in business or career or wherever you want it to be. And yours was in confidence and I just loved going through that with you and seeing you come in obviously full of self doubt and obviously full
0: of lots of shame and guilt and sadness. Yeah.
1: And then to watch you blossom in such a quick time and that's one of the reasons why I love this process is because like you and like i you know the work that I've been doing is in social work my whole adult career and as a social worker in counseling in different ways because my career has taken me all different places but with women in women's circles in everywhere it's always been that it's going to take a lot of long time or maybe never for you to get the results that you got in like what two months
0: yeah And you you feel like I think when you're in it and before I even did the breakthrough, it was kind of like, oh, I'm going to be stuck like this forever. And people always tell you that, you know, this stuff happened, like happened to you over years and years and it's going to take years to turn it all around, like, which it didn't for me. Because
1: when you're working with the unconscious mind, it's quick. The unconscious mind is quick. It just goes, oh, that's what I needed to learn. And it just goes, oh. I've learnt it. I'll let it, I'll let that that heaviness go. And with hypnotherapy, it is often quite a quick, gentle process of just going, oh, here's the the thing, the lesson that you needed to learn from that moment in your life that wasn't ideal, it didn't feel good, and here are all the gifts in it. And then it, it's like a it's like a, an instant shift for many of us, for most people.
0: Yeah, definitely noticed how quick the change was and i loved it like and suddenly you've got so much more energy and you just feel light and like life feels just so much better
1: and you deserve it and that's the thing because everyone who comes to me their stories in all they're just so touching but we don't want to get stuck in the stories you know what i mean i don't want to get stuck cycling you've told your painful story a thousand times we've all told our painful story a thousand times and this is about getting that story And going okay, but that story is not who you are. Yeah, there's lessons in that story, gifts in that story. Let's find all of them. Thank the hard learnings; they were hard, they weren't pleasant, they were icky and uncomfortable. But let's look at them through in a new light, in a new lens, and. Take the goodness from them and the growth from them and step forward and let that old story that was keeping us stuck, that old those old beliefs and those that heaviness that we've been carrying with us for so long and let it just all fall away and start a brilliant new life. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds too good to be true, and I think many people think it is, but it, it just does work. It just does. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It definitely, it sounded too good to be true when I started. Yeah. And then I got the results and it's like, wow, it does work.
1: <laughs> I know. I thought the same thing. And the reason why I did it is because after years of looking at other coaches, I just found the ones that could get the best result and said, like, what did you do to get the best result? Because I'm doing all the things I've learned at uni and I'm doing, you know, narrative therapy and strength-based therapy and I'm doing whole food plant-based coaching and I'm really rooting for my clients but I just find that they keep relapsing and falling off the wagon and cycling around the same problems and I just found the ones that had done hypnotherapy and the ones that had done NLP and those kind of coaches had the clients who got lasting permanent really rapid results and I wanted to do that. That's why I Loved that I got to do that this year and that I got to work with you and other people and just see for myself the immense difference that this work is compared to the work that I was doing. Like to see it with my own eyes and go through it myself as well and have it work on me and then then use it with you and, and everyone else. Like it's just such a gift. Like I feel like it's such a blessing to be able to meet people like you and help you and in the way that this has helped you.
0: And it's a blessing for me to cross paths. I think I just noticed, I think I saw an ad or something on Facebook, like when I first discovered you, because I had no idea who you were, but (laughs) like at the start of COVID, and when you were doing that program, and I was like, oh, I should get in touch, like give it a whirl. (laughs) And then it was, it kind of, It was a blessing. It kind of all fell together. Yeah. uh, It was such
1: a blessing. It was such a blessing meeting you. And I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the show and share a bit of your story. And I'm so excited for just hearing more about how teaching goes for you and how everything, all your hikes go for you and how life goes for you now. Because it's just a joy watching your smiley face and, and, yeah, just knowing you because I just love the person that you are and I think that you've been so incredibly brave and courageous and it's it's awesome just to get to witness you shine now after everything that's the journey that you've been on to see you here is incredible thank you you're so welcome thanks so much for coming on the show oh I always have three top tips I don't know what yours are going to be So what would your top tips for confidence be? Can you pull some out of your ear or is that too much of a rush? (laughs) You don't. (laughs) Okay, what would be just three of your best things, I guess, that came out of your work with me? How about that?
0: I think the uh, releasing all the negative stuff, that was probably number one. Yeah. Because once that was released, then everything else could happen like my life could happen yeah for sure I think another thing is well with teaching and uni because I have a learning disability it was something I it was a limiting belief that I I never thought I could go to uni and do anything with my life so that was a big breakthrough for me to be able to and have the confidence to actually apply and then the shock of actually getting it but <laughs>
1: Not a shock to me. Not a shock to me. I
0: mean, I only only applied for the one uni with the, I don't know, it was kind of one of those, I'll see how I go, but (laughs) because I think I did it maybe midway through our journey together, and I had forgotten that I even applied. So, (laughs) like, I think it was a late night one. (laughs) Yeah. And then I got it, and I was like, how do I tell my family I'm moving to New South Wales? (laughs)
1: That was a big one because we also, when we're doing the negative emotion releasing, we also go and release any of the limiting beliefs that are helping to perpetuate that lack of self-worth, that low confidence. And so when you had that one about learning, we knew we had to, we knew we had to get rid of that. Because
0: that one was quite stuck since I was little because my learning problems were always overlooked and then I was bullied for it at school but I wasn't diagnosed with anything until I think last year no two years ago now last year doesn't really feel like anything because it was COVID but <laughs> and it went so fast <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah so that was massive you also had one about love which I like that that one that one was that love was yuck and oh uh,
0: yeah it, awful like, it's never gonna happen and you feel
1: stuck and just, miserable yeah
0: in a relationship it was just But I think by the end, I was like, I could totally see myself in a relationship. Like it definitely became no longer a a negative belief because I've been always surrounded by not great role models of relationship.
1: That was my, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I I (laughs) loved when that turned around from you being like, oh, love is horrible (laughs) to being like, oh, maybe one day. (laughs) <laughs> that was awesome so first one was releasing all the negative heaviness was your first yeah. thing you loved And second one was the first one then second was teaching in uni and what would be the third was there any th- number three is there another third good thing that you like
0: i did like the loved one too
1: you liked the loved one too <laughs> yeah yeah i
0: think that was because that's been a belief for so long that i'm never going to be in a relationship because i'm going to be stuck in the person, I'm just going to be stuck with someone. And it's so much easier to do it on your own, but, like, it doesn't have to be that way. Our relationship's supposed to be two people working together and love each other. Like, you're not supposed to feel stuck.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, it, those two were literally, like, my heart exploded watching you have those. Get rid of those beliefs that were really stifling you from being incredible and being loved and going after your dreams. So it was it was awesome to release those with you.
0: It was awesome
1: too for me. Okay. Thanks a thousand times over for being brave enough to come on this show and share your private journey with everyone. It means so much to me and I know that people listening, I hope people listening get a bit more of an understanding that there's a lot more to a breakthrough than this, but it's just a bit of a taster so people can get a generalized idea of what of what happens because some really wonderful wonderful things can happen during a breakthrough right yeah (laughs) okay love take care and i look forward to hearing all about you (laughs) can't wait to share it thank you so much tina for coming on the show and sharing your story you're so brave and awesome and i'm so excited for everything that's coming your way in the future, because I know that you're going to just be such a superstar in the work that you're going to be doing as a teacher, and I'm so looking forward just to hearing from you and how I know you're going to be incredible. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that gives a bit more of a explanation of the work that I've been doing. As I mentioned in the beginning, just message me if you want to book your own breakthrough session or learn about what a breakthrough session might look like for you. There. Just my favorite thing to do, honestly. They're so much fun. But I'm also running Reiki Level One if you're in Melbourne. I'll be running that on March 27th and April the 10th. So if anyone is wanting to be certified in Reiki Level 1 and you're in Melbourne, let me know. The venue will be announced in the next week or two, and I'm super excited to train my first round of Reiki Level 1 practitioners. So if you're interested, it's just the most lovely two-day weekend with beautiful people it's always really self-nurturing reiki level one is all about kind of coming home to yourself and re- reconnecting with your spirit and spending some time committing to giving yourself love giving yourself healing taking time for yourself and it was something that i desperately needed after having iggy and that's why i did it because i just want to to pause and be with myself. And Reiki level one is great if you're thinking, oh gosh, I need to take a breath. This has been a long 2020 and I'm tired and frazzled and I need something else. Like Reiki level one is the the level of Reiki where you learn how to give yourself self-healing. You learn about energy and energy healing and just getting that time to to connect and be supported in understanding and deepening your own spiritual practice and nurturing yourself. I just, it was it's my favourite level. It's a really wonderful one to do. I love them all, but Reiki One's special because it's kind of like coming home to yourself for the first time and being like, oh, there you are. I've missed you. I've missed you. So if you're interested in doing Reiki Level 1, let me know and I will save you a spot and book for time to have a chat with you about all the details because they're not up on the website. Other than that, I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening and I'll be back next week with someone else wonderful to fill your ears. See you all soon. Bye. Bags are packed, are you
0: ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other